All right. Well, welcome to This Undefined with Isaac and... <laughs> what do I call myself? You know what? I don't it's know. Uh, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? DJ Jazzy J- no, <laughs> Today, we're talking about news, undefined. Um, and it kind of builds off of last week's. How so? Because last week was the political one. And, um, you know, I was, to be honest, I was a little bit hesitant in promoting that one. I just did it one day and it was like two little posts. Only because I was really it's so nervous. fresh. Yeah. And I and was really nervous about... Oh, I mean, we said we said pretty moderate things and very. Ah. We said both sides very clearly. Um, we didn't choose. We kind of. I mean, you know, it was very diplomatic. You know, so I don't diplomatic think diplomatic is a, a good word to use. Yeah. You know? So it wasn't. It, it, you know, I was kind of scared of like people saying, "Oh, what about this and this and that?" And that didn't happen. I got good feedback. Yeah, so I was a little nervous putting that one out, but I mean, it came out good. And, um, yeah, this week, building off of that, oh. a lot of our information comes from the news and what that means to people. So it's kind of, it's a good next uh, in-line episode yeah. relevant to politics. Yeah, because it's still, and it's still going on today. It is still so, going on. Man, this campaign has made such good news. What's the news going to be like after the campaign? Oof, I don't know. You know? Yeah. Because right now, all I hear is about still a campaign. Yeah. And COVID. And COVID. So, that, that I mean, the news has gone political, so that's why this is a good yeah. carryover. But um, before we get into, like, all of that, tell me a story about news. I know, this is good. Just brought this out to you. Whoa. It's a good a story. I have one. If you want uh, me to go first. Oh, but okay. Yeah, please go first. It's, it could be whatever. I wasn't ready. <laughs> it could be whatever. It could be about a personal story. It could be about something you've read, something you've watched. It could be anything. So don't think that it's supposed to be some oh, very just, insightful thing. Oh, but, yeah. That's okay. But <laughs> um, spot. it doesn't even have to be about news. But since we're talking about news... I was in communications uh, in college, like my first year, mm. and so we had to do a news show. Oh, okay. And I was an anchor. You were on that team, so yeah. you got to you got to tell I, the news to everyone every morning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, no, no, not like that. Um, we we had to learn the production of it, so that's why this will be very interesting to talk about because uh, it, there's a lot of interesting things that go behind the scenes. For it to come out on people's screens, like at home. Mm. And I don't think people think about that. And if you realize some of the things, some of the conversations that are had behind the scenes to make a show, it's very interesting. There's a big responsibility one must have because you can come off sounding, having an opinion, and then it's not the news, it's an opinion. So it's very interesting how people can get around that and still put it the way they would want to put it. That's why we have all these like, well, again, we're anchors are pretty it. much. You'd be a great actor because anchors are pretty much. I They're, don't yeah. say, like you have to put on a different voice. I was on a I was on a TV show as a news reporter for Dallas. I'm not gonna. Well, I already said it <laughs> <laughs> for a school district, and um, I did both their English. I've told you this before. Their English and their Spanish shows. Mm-mm. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thank God there wasn't, I mean, there was YouTube back then, but nobody cared about putting stuff online. 
but I, yeah, I would be like, hi, I'm Isaac and I'm reporting from blah, 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 you know, and at this school, blah, blah, you know, I say all these different things. Sometimes it was cheesy. Like, I think that's what I've told you. I've told you this story where I had to say, we did a segment on aviation and I had to do a report on it. And in the report, I had to say this line from Top Gun that was like, I've got the need. The, the need <laughs> for speed. I yeah. love that line so much. <laughs> I do and not then goose, love that line. Goose and him do that high five. That yeah. woo. Yeah. I, I think yeah. it's cheesy. I think only if you were in that moment, that sounds cool. <laughs> but they put it in that in the script or whatever, and I I had to also dress up as an aviator guy. I had an aviator jacket with the glasses. You, you went all Maverick out. Huh? Yeah, and then I they like action. I've got the need, you know, and I, did it, and I hated it so much. And then cut, and I'm like, Are we done? Are we done now? Because I don't want to do it again. But you had How to many times did you have to do it? Uh, too many. I had to try different ways you- of doing it. I had to do like. With the high, like a certain emphasis on certain words. Do they really do that just to see which one comes out the best? Yeah. So that's why, like, it's very interesting what goes on behind the scenes and like what conversations are had because it's some of it's ridiculous and some of it makes sense because of how you want to relay that information and what what's more digestible for people. Mm-hmm. Did you have to do something uh, complicated or? Mm-hmm. No, nothing like we didn't have a 9-11 situation, yeah. you know. Or, Let's talk about 9-11, guys. Yeah. What? Well, I mean, I don't know if you remember, but when it was when that happened, I used to watch that show Zoom. You remember that? It was on uh, PBS. Zoom? Yeah, there were young kids and they would show you how to do different things like crafts or they'll teach you about science or all these different things. And they had... Wow, your parents were looking out for you. No. <laughs> I found that by myself. They didn't put that out. And they did an episode where they talked to the kids about 9-11. And I was like, interesting. They didn't tell us, like, the news. But they would be like, you know, this this happened. And how does that make you feel? And stuff like that. Well, you've been Isaac since day one because of that show, huh? (laughs) I guess so. It taught me a lot. (laughs) It taught me a lot. But so, long story short... Every, every, like in high school, I had that program. I was doing that in high school. In every class that I had with that, the professor or the teacher would always be like, you should be in this field. You're really good on it. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm behind the scenes. I want to be in the back. But it's I, usually people like that that are uh, good at. Yeah. You know, it just gave me anxiety. It, <laughs> yeah, it gave me anxiety. So, um, that's yeah. cool. Oh, I do have a story then. Okay. Yeah. Um, What's up? <clears throat> There's this, there's this time I taught Krav Maga, right? Mm-hmm. And the Univision came and did a story on us. What? I got so nervous. Like I was, I was killing that class. I was like, yeah, we're gonna do this, do this. You know, we're gonna do these punches this way. And everyone's on point. Everyone was <laughs> acting really good. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you have to be a good actor. And everything was cool right up until the moment. My friend, uh, Mike, who ran Crucible Krav Maga, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, yeah, Javier knows Spanish. Ooh. And I was like, uh, I didn't want to talk. Oh, man. And uh, they came up to me, asked me a couple questions. And I've never used 
the words to describe what I do in Spanish. Oof. It's already very difficult to like put together in English. Yeah. And then I have to like translate them. I was like, ah, man, I, no one's ever asked me that in Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> I and so I was just fumbling over my words, <sighs> trying to get the best thing I could out. But then afterwards I looked back and I was like, I should have said this and this mm-hmm. and this. Mm-hmm. I know it. Mm-hmm. You know? But uh they pretty much took our five minute interview and cut it down to like 30 seconds. <laughs> they were like, you know, the fuck we you never say? said anything that you said. <laughs> it was hilarious. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that was it. That was my, that was my big moment of fame. It was wow. like 30 seconds. Wow. Yeah, it is hard if they, cause I had to do both the English and Spanish of that show. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, trying. Well, they give you the script, but uh, so were you nervous? One hundred percent. Yeah, like what it, did you notice? You were nervous when it was happening, like when they were interviewing you. You know, when they when they came up uh, first, when yeah. they're like, "Hey, we're gonna do it. Ready? Three. And then they start talking. Right? <laughs> that was it. Was a real thing. The cameraman wow. did that. Yeah. Yeah. That was. Then, then there were some things where they were promoting the show, and so we had to go on like. Good morning, Texas. Oh. And I was so nervous. I could when they were interviewing us, my legs were I was I was doing the the shaky leg thing. Oh, that you couldn't control it? Yes. Oh, and I I've think they had a cut yeah. leg. Oh. It was so embarrassing, man. I was so nervous. That is not as embarrassing because I mean, yeah, but in my head I was just like ah. Of course, because there's so many people watching you right now. Yeah, I was really nervous how many did they did they did takes of it or did they do it live that one was live so i couldn't Oof. even yeah i know i was like <laughs> don't tell me i don't want to watch it i don't want to see it nope <laughs> but i'm sure a bunch of anchors even professional anchors get super nervous and they're like yeah. ready set yeah yeah so you know yeah. you'll be fine but yeah so that's a good little trivia <laughs> of both of us <laughs> i like and dislike that YouTube came out and they were like, you can say anything you want. Like when they first came to the internet, mm-hmm. they were almost like, you can do and say anything you want and the whole world will see you. Yeah. You know, that was their thing. Everyone got to say what they wanted. But then when they introduced like YouTube news, like anyone could have their own channel. Right? Kind of like Infowars. What's his name? Yeah. Um, Alex Jones. That's interesting. I didn't think about that going into this, um, but now that's kind of interesting to dive into, because yeah. because I find myself getting some news from people that aren't even like news reporters, but they they're good at researching and they start to like right. bring a lot of information, and they don't di- they don't dictate it. They just kind of say, "Oh, this is this," and then and that's all that kind of is is just research. Yeah, it's just good journalism. Yeah. investigative journalism and just going mm-hmm. out finding out facts seeing how many sources has the same facts yeah you know and then just bringing it back and be like yeah. this is what i found yeah um so yeah so 10 years ago we could have easily said that the news was getting worse and divisive but today those words is probably how we choose to describe news itself objectivity is found on the low end of the popularity scale and we are only left with media sources playing the political game on what to broadcast as news the truth is now subjective news outlets battle it out on whose truths they want to sell disguising it as objectivity for viewership and money through advertising 
Today, advertising has become the biggest source of media revenue causing the distribution of information to become safe, accommodating, and kind of vanilla. If they appeal to the majority or create a majority called the public, it can serve the political and financial interests at work that help pay the bills to keep that self-serving content on our screens. To many, it may seem that this systematic shift has put an end on news reporting and journalistic research, but journalism is not dead. It's just beaten down. The format we've inherited leaves journalists having to work through the constraints of news as a business. So although it's not impossible, in order to deliver news and information properly, we first have to ask ourselves, do we really want the news to be objective? That's mm. how we're starting off. Whoa. Great start off. So there's a lot of like key points on there Time, to kind yeah. of talk about. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Just first thoughts. Oh. Um, what about that? I don't, that question? I don't, I don't, uh, I want it to be objective. I yeah, want, I want it to be. Um, but Is I it? know that it. I know that it isn't. But that's what I mean. It brings us back to YouTube news people because they. Some of them are trying to be objective, and the yeah. ones that. And then sometimes they're like, "You're too objective. You're too far this way. You're too far this way." Mm -hmm. You know. The argument of that is that objectivity doesn't have emotion, and a large part of how to convince somebody is tapping onto the emotional part, but. To pay attention, because like if the news was delivered very monotone like this, which side note, they do tell talk to the report or the journalists, like the reporters on TV, uh, on how they sound. Like I think there was, uh, I think about a few years ago, they told Oprah to change her how she says certain things on 60 Minutes. She ended up leaving or something because there's probably more to the story. But that was one thing where like how she sounded didn't she, like their viewers and how 60 minutes, like the the tone of like 60 it. minutes. Yeah, they didn't like it. Yeah, I know. Even though she's like a big name. I think they have a good grasp of who their audience is. Yeah. But not the people that they are. Like these yeah. are the people that watch that kind of watch my show. This is the demographic that I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. But you don't really know those people. Like, yeah, I don't care who you are. Oprah is worldly loved or widely loved. Most people would be like, yeah, I'm gonna tune into Six Minutes anyways because it's Oprah. You know, <laughs> yeah. I don't care what she sounds like. It's Oprah. This yeah. is exactly what I'm expecting her to sound like. Yeah. Well, that's what um, that's what kind of what I was reading to you earlier. Um, you create a public your news station like 60 minutes they want to deliver the information this way and so they're going to cater to people who like the information this way and so they will look for everything that they do will contribute to this specific viewer who likes information this way and i mean that's why fox is the way it is and that's why cnn is the way it is because they sort of create even though um say like those two One's very conservative, one's very liberal. Um, they make liberal and conservatism look like one type of person, but there's different types. Which going off of last mm -hmm. last podcast, where there you can have a liberal conservative, and then you can have a very conservative liberal. But as as a news station, you sort of have to cater to the mass of what that one thing represents, and so mm -hmm. that goes into who then is owns the news stations and 
what financial interests, like I was saying, have to do with creating content. Oh. And then that's money, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah, um, no, it's exactly what it's like. Yeah. You got to get people to tune in. There's a, so there's a show called The Newsroom. It's about this news station. It's like number two in the ratings. And the news reporter, or the anchor, um, got very stale. And like he started to cater to a lot of his audience, but he started to lose interest in news, like in how, and like his passion for why he went into journalism. Mm-hmm. And the shakeup is that they bring in this old friend of his and they used to date. So there's like, you know, drama there. But um, they make a good team and she reminds him of like what what news should be about. And and so they start to like restructure that whole hour of, of hour block of the news. So it's interesting to see how they do that and like the conversations they have to have with the execs because they have to cater to shareholders and you know, and if there's a bad press on somebody and or if it affects them in some way, like they, they can't run it. And so they're like butting heads every time because they have to figure out how they can get around those things. So that's why like now news, it's not impossible to deliver the news to people, but it's 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 difficult because you have to go around like things and jump through hoops to try to convince them or change the word of certain things so that it doesn't come off. Like it's attacking certain people, but that's too much work. So it's, you can see how it's easy for Fox to be the way it is and how CNN it's for it to be the way it is yeah, because yeah. you're like, well, I, I guess I don't have to worry about this other kind of group of people because I blocking just, me that we're all on the same path. Yeah. Yeah. And so it makes me very optimistic for journalism, but it's very rare to find those people that make the effort to try to deliver the news uh, without having some kind of restriction or bias Subjectivity, yeah which you'll have bias but at least we'll talk about later on how you can sort of create or deliver information without having to like lead people into your opinion or your perspective and just oh, kind yeah. of present it but what do you think about that that is a lot that's that's a, a lot of, of hoops i'm gonna to turn go. that back onto the audience what do y'all think of that call in that yeah um did you know that you knew that um that it that so many of those things happened yeah i mean i knew some of that but because people know that new some of it was i yeah no no regular people don't know that oh they don't no i think that's i think that's pretty cool i think they do know that there's a higher power always trying to control like the corporate office is calling down and being like you can't run that story yeah you know or you can't do this and they have to butt heads and stuff but i mean that's when you get like shitty news and be like hey and for the next five minutes let's just look at these puppies you know like now Whoa, you just, gave me some real heavy stuff and now all of a sudden puppies came up yeah they gotta like can't run that story so i gotta just give you five minutes uh, of puppies you know and people love and puppies. that's approved yeah and they're like that's not journalism yeah the think tank yeah. worked for that yeah and and you know what do you think that the news is has been negative is like what's considered news anything newsworthy new. yeah so and that's broad that is that well is depends what kind of, well then you have to fall into the there's business what kind of news. news news station you want to fall into exactly yeah. so if you want to listen to all just smp and new york stock exchange then mm-hmm. you'll have you listen to all that business news so then the news that, that they frequently watch i guess it's 
Political news. That's the biggest thing, though. Right now? Or public health and political news are the biggest thing that probably people are going to talk about. Oh, I think and that's economic grown, news. I think that's grown in, in the recent years. Yeah. So that's what news has become. If we were to say the majority of things people talk about when it's the news, it's politics, uh, public health, and economics. Uh, economics. Because all the other stuff is probably, like you said, catered to certain... Like, there's entertainment news, yeah. right? So people who like entertainment news will watch entertainment news. Oh, there's true, science. People are going to watch that. But the majority of, like, general public, the conversations they have about news is revolves around politics, healthcare, and, or uh, public health and economics. economics. So then that com- brings into question how you can deliver the news without leaning one way or the other. I don't think it's possible. Do you think it's possible? Yeah, I think, I think we can try, on, but I don't think it's. I think it depends on the reporting. It's it's tone, and see, it's body language. When so you, you end up having a bias, though, with that. But you're professional. You're you're delivering this news with the intent to not uh, be controversial or side one way or another. Just be like, this is what happened. Like when you're reporting a murder, you know. Mm-hmm. You're know, like, this is what happened. Did you hear about the uh, the news recently? There's been so many murders yeah. here in here it's in all Dallas. That pent up anger. Here in Dallas, <laughs> the, the Dallas Metroplex, there's been so many murders and every time I open my phone to look at the news, all I see is and the child was murdered. Or God. whatever. No, I've just been getting a lot of amber alerts. Oh. During this whole time. And you know what's funny about those though? Uh-huh. I think people ignore them. Or do you ignore it? No, I look at it. You look I, at no, no. But do you look it up? Oh, look up like yeah. That what the the Amber Alert. No. So I finally did it. The way they're supposed to be used is for people to be like aware of it. Right. And so like you read it right, and they say, you know, six year old girl or six year old boy, and yeah, and then the car, right? But that's not enough information. So I looked at it and I looked up the name and the Amber Alert and. Uh, from when I got it, and then me going on uh, to figure who this person was, um, they found them. Oh. Yeah, so it was, like, up to date. So, like, within that 30-minute gap, they at the top it says found. updated at whatever time, and they were found, and it was she was taken by her dad or something like that, and they oh. stopped it. Good public service announcement by Isaac. Uh, <laughs> open those things up. That made me yeah. feel. Re- that made me feel really good. Because sometimes I worry. I'm like, oh my god, uh, this old man is driving and doesn't know where he is when he's like sober alert. Oh yeah. You know? And then Amber alert. Oh, this child's missing. Someone kidnapped him. I can't believe it. Mm-hmm. You know. But now it kind of makes me feel good because it's maybe some of them did just get found and we just haven't heard of it since yeah and the other reason is because i'm not saying this probably happens often but how many times that you like people have probably passed that truck or the the description of what they were wearing and don't really think about it because they didn't really read it or then look up you know the what area so that i was like yeah i'm I'm sure there's plenty i'm sure i'm sure i've cap you know i'm sure i've passed a kidnapper too i know you just don't realize it or something yeah, someone's in their someone's in their trunk right now. You're going to Albertsons, getting groceries. Oh my god! Someone's in their trunk right now. That's kind of weird and scary. 
It is. It seems you like should, it's a movie type of thing. Be, yeah, everyone but should take that's the precaution and not trust strangers. <laughs> <laughs> All strangers, so just don't talk to anybody. Six feet away. Wear yeah. a mask. Hey, six feet, get away. <laughs> get a plexiglass. You know what? Just be in a bubble, and then we'll all just roll to work. This homeless guy <laughs> got really mad at me Why? for being like, hey, could you not stand so close? Like, I don't know where you've been. <laughs> I don't know you. And you're homeless. I know you're about to ask me for money, you know, <laughs> but you can you can respect my space. How about that? Yes. You know, I don't even care if it was pre-COVID. <laughs> respect that space. That's true. How I don't want to smell you. I don't want to smell. I could smell him. Ugh. I was just he, and I was like, hey, could you back up for me, please? And he just got really offended by that. He's <laughs> like, what? What? I'm not going to do anything. Like. Like he was gonna hurt me. I was like, I'm not saying you're gonna hurt me, but. So with the news, whose interests are they serving? <laughs> <laughs> we got topic off topic. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're giving so, homeless news now. <laughs> so what's going on in the news? <laughs> <laughs> you took us on a little journey there. <laughs> It really stuck with you that he was that close to you. Oh, man, it was so <laughs> creepy. Oh, man. So what's so, interesting about the news thing, though, another thing to think about is what news isn't being reported. So I think that's one way to sort of filter out what news stations you're looking at. Because if right now they're very heavily, you know, one way or the other, rare to find kind of a middle ground station because if you can can you name one uh, like that kind station. of yeah that gives the news more moderately bbc mm. i think when i watch the bbc it's they, interesting you say that yeah way. because i was told once to if you want to know what's happening always look at the news outside of your country about yeah. your country yeah yeah definitely right when i see other countries report on other countries it's very interesting on how they, how they view us or how they yeah. view their neighbors, mm-hmm. but how they view each other around each other in comparison to us two states away yeah. is insane. They're like, those are alien people over there. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. So yeah, so like what's not being reported is something you should think about whenever uh, you're watching a news station. And I thought that was pretty interesting to, to think about. So if you're Fox, you're like what are they not reporting about that? Because they both both stations do it. Like CNN probably say something about a certain topic and don't really give you this other part of it because oh, of it just doesn't. Those big wigs probably were like, "Hey, just yeah. don't say this." Yeah. Okay, don't talk about that part because they are reporting the news. They are being trustworthy, quote mm-hmm. unquote. Mm-hmm. But they are lying by omission. Yes, I think so too. Both, you know, yeah. People forget about that. Not. That mm-hmm. you're still lying <laughs> by omission if you're not telling me the whole truth. Mm-hmm. You know? And nothing but the truth. <laughs> you can't handle the truth. And they can't. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No one can. <laughs> That's why they won't tell us. Yeah, they can't handle yeah, it. Yeah. So it's really our fault. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It really, it really uh, goes back to us. Yeah. Right? To you, people. Uh, <laughs> listeners. But we can be the difference. I don't think um, but yeah, isn't that, that's, that's what sucks. And this is what's great about, well, hopefully, what this podcast does is that it help, makes you start to think about 
the the ins and out of what's probably happening behind the scenes of things or um, industries or stuff like that. Like like again, we we're not in that field, but if you tell me that there have to be that journalists have to go through hoops to do a lot of things, then you're then when you watch the news, you're like, okay, now after I watch this segment on whatever, I'm gonna go. I have a reference point of where to start, and then on my own, I can see, oh, they didn't talk about this, but why? And then you have your own way of creating all the information of things, you know, based off your one starting point, which is that new segment, right? Mm. And so if you don't know that, you're just going to every day watch, turn on Fox, turn on CNN, turn on PBS, BBC, and then just kind of depend on how they're doing it. And if you're that type of public that they created, you know, then you're going to be like, yeah, yeah those liberals or those conservatives they're you know and then you stay in that bubble and so it's hard to break those bubbles if you don't tell people look behind the scenes we're talking about how to give you this information and if you don't like it this way because it sounds a little bit too liberal or it sounds a little too conservative then we're not going to say it that way and and they omit kind of what you said where you're lying by omission because they're not going to give that person that part of it yeah because it goes against their interests yeah yeah, and mm-hmm. always follow the money. True. Yeah, that's good detective work. Detective, detective is like, how are we gonna, how are we gonna find them? Follow the money. Mm-hmm. And it. what's money? Ads. And what are ads? Products that what need to be products? sold. What are products? Other company. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who are under this other company? <laughs> oh, my, the the web. <laughs> yeah, the, the web. web of all that. It's crazy. When you look at, I don't know if you've ever seen, but you can look up right now and just Google parent companies or the largest parent companies. It will drop down and it'll give you some like links to drop down to see who owns mm, who. Yes. Right? And you'll be like, Quaker Oats owns these guys, these guys, these guys, <laughs> these guys, but they're owned by Capri Sun? <laughs> <laughs> who then is Mattel? <laughs> the toy company? Yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> So I'm eating toys right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's I that's mean, consolidation. That's a, yes, but that's exactly what the news does. Yeah. So and so, what is it? Is CNN owned by Disney? Right? Isn't that the same people? Or no, that's One, ABC. Like, ABC. Well, I don't know if CNN is under that. I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. See, just right there, <laughs> they could be. They could right? be. ABC. Yeah. And it's whoever owns who. These kind of people buy my products. Mm-hmm. So we need to give the news to these people like this. And then when we show our ads, yes. they are going to buy our products more. Yeah. You know? And it's like, what? You know what's this funny? giant... I mean, it's ingenious. Yeah. It's an ingenious... It is. It's very, it's very business-oriented. Machine. Just yeah. well-oiled machine. Like, this is how we're going to do it. It's pretty cool. I want to <laughs> talk to one of those people in the background that, that decide. Like, they look at the itinerary of what's going to be on the news. Yeah. And they're going to be like, I don't like this. I don't like this. Change mm-hmm. this to this. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. God, yeah. And who yeah. are they reporting to? Yeah. I, I had a client one time who he was, I don't know, maybe he was a lawyer or something. But he had to look at, I think he worked for Pepsi or something. I don't know. Whenever they put stuff on TV, it has to be positioned a certain way. And all these different requirements that are written out. And he looks, he looks at that content and makes sure that it's like that to the T. 
Mm. So if it's framed a certain way, like it has to be positioned in this part of the screen, and all, like he has to go through all that. I'm like, whoa, that's crazy. He's like, yeah, and if they don't do it, like they get sued, and they're like, you breach contract or whatever. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. So every that's why like what goes on behind the scenes on how everything shows up on your screen is so curated. I didn't even know. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. And that's why it's like that's that's very misleading. <laughs> But on one hand, I get, I guess, like, again, the advertisement, like how, how they make money, you know, it's yeah. all about that bottom dollar, Yeah, which is unfortunate, but then brings us back all the way to the beginning of YouTube stars, mm. right? YouTube news didn't need that, right? It they just didn't. needed an audience, Yeah, you know, and that audience gave them traction to get their own advertisement. And so that they could advertise because you, you still have to play the advertising game. You know, yeah, you still you got to get money from in somewhere. The, in the beginning, YouTube didn't have ads, but because they got popular, they started to. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah, so like, now every time you start a, a video, yeah, you get an ad. Yeah. I remember when that wasn't a thing. Yeah. And then you didn't have to buy premium no. YouTube. Yeah. So that you cannot have ads. <laughs> wow. That was so smart on their part. Like, yeah. We're just going to show you a bunch of ads yeah. at, the, at the best parts. <laughs> you know, I don't mind ads. I think they're fun. You know? Some of them. I hate getting you know? them. Like the Super Bowl ads? Oh. I kind of like watching them. Like the creativity. Uh, I mean, you know, I think yeah. some ads are creative. They are. I mean, I think all ads have a... Have to have it. Yeah. Uh, bit of creativity mm -hmm. you know they have to think hey we want to make this really simple or we want to make this super extravagant yeah. speaking on ads i was you know at the gym they have all the tvs on mm -hmm. uh, and different channels uh, which by the way it's a gym i don't know why we're going to see tv at the gym but i get it yeah <laughs> um but i noticed it was funny because like one was on fox one was on cnn all these different channels right msnbc but the fox one um, it's interesting the ads that they dictate towards certain news channels because a lot of Fox ones had like ads about old people falling down and like all these like very weird the ads were very yeah for like that kind of audience and then you would look at the other ads and they'll be like oh um you know the HIV preventative thing or or like different ads that kind of cater to certain demographics oh for sure and i'm like yes. why do the fox always show like old people like falling down or so like that's their target audience that's... evangelicals yeah there is this joel olstein radio that wakes you up with scripture <laughs> i was like what Ooh. that was being shown on like a fox news channel it just like, wakes you up with scripture yeah it's him like reading it and it's if for only 35.99 <laughs> of course you can get the updates every <laughs> i was like wow i don't know if it's that much but but yeah it was you know. well, i was about to say every month 39.95 <laughs> get a scripture i was like who would buy this bunch of people it's weird i mean i don't want they would spend their social security checks on it right away <laughs> what was that they'd spend their social security checks on it right away <laughs> I mean, no, have you noticed that? Like when you watch certain channels and then the ads that come up with that channel or with that company. You know what? Or at that I don't, time. I don't watch the news as much as I read the news. Mm. And even reading the news. Because there's something that I enjoy about reading news because there's someone that wrote it. Like there's someone that went and they're like, I'm going to write this story out. 
Yeah. I, I don't know if you've picked up a newspaper lately. Mm-hmm. No. Right. Oh, okay. Not in a while. Okay, I do articles yeah. now. Oh, okay. So yeah. you pick up a newspaper and it's like, oh, Miranda something, you know, wrote this. Yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Dallas Morning News. And it has their picture. Yeah. Sometimes. In high school, I was in the journalism class. That's another thing. We had to find all these other references and sources. And so when you get a topic and then talking about that one thing, um, you see how other things are involved with it that you can't leave out of the conversation. Like the, the journalists that really care about what they're doing and and where that information is coming from have to find like two solid news sources. That way you can go with it. Because that's another big responsibility when delivering the news is how sure you are of what's happening mm-hmm. before we talk about it. And, w- and then there's competition within that with other networks on who's going to deliver that first. When you have that, you can kind of miss out on some things. You can probably miss some information because you're trying to get that news out there first. Or like, oh, we have so much information, we can go with it. We we fact check certain things. Yeah, but did you get that other source that confirmed that? But even prior to that, if something's real, they first have to go through the whole process of like getting all these sources and fact checking things and, and talking to lawyers and all these different things and then be like, can we run this story? No, not yet. And in that show, The Newsroom, they talked about when they killed Osama bin Laden. Of course, it's a show, so they sensationalize it. But they have this screen where certain things uh, are highlighted. So when it's yellow, it's like, we're just starting to hear about this. When it's red, it's like, this is happening. Like, we need to deliver this information. And so the yellow ones are ones that you can, like, build off of if you feel like it's going to become a news story. It can change. Yeah. You can create, like... Uh, you can either be ahead of the game or you could, it's, it ends up being solved before it gets to red or something, or, or it's just people won't care about it or it got mm. fixed. So there was like different things in the show. Like one was an oil spill. And Crazy. then that network gets to pick it up? Well, if you, if you can, if you can connect the dots and if you can make it appealing and how it's, it's critical for like mass news, mm. then you can pick it up. But if they fix the oil spill and they, you know, it was a certain amount, it's a big deal. But if it's something that's like, they won't be able to fix within two months, that's an, that's a news story. Mm. Yeah. So you, it's like finding how you know which news stories are going to be things that everyone needs to hear about. Because if they don't, you know. There, that oil spill could be going on for like more than those two months. Yeah. That's crazy. But when we watch it and it's live, there's a lot of let's talk to experts. But those experts aren't on the ground. Yeah. So while we get more information, we can talk to you about what, how, yeah, well, how this works, how this works. But there's a lot of sensationalism with that, like courtroom stuff. Sometimes they don't tell you about like the law. They tell you about what they were wearing and what they were, you know, how they looked in court, who showed up. They break down a scene. They're not talking about the actual law, though. O.J. Simpson, like all these things start to yeah. happen and it becomes not about the news or the law or what's actually it's, supposed to happen. I think, I think when you're covering those live stories, there's not much to talk about because there's no more, there's no new information. Yeah. Like. Hey, news at eight. We're still waiting for a verdict. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's crazy. So news has evolved. Mm. So now we have comedy news. 
a lot of late night shows have now ad- adopted a, like very news centric instead comedy. of it being comedy. like just a comedy show mm-hmm. an interview show mm-hmm. it's all very political that's why jay leno comedy. got boring because he didn't he wasn't delivering information that way yeah. johnny carson when the late sh- the late show happened he was all comedy uh, ellen it's safe you know because she doesn't really talk about politics but mm-hmm. she's also a daytime show but late night has become more of a news show now. That's what their viewers want to see. That Daily Show with yeah. John Stewart and it changed, Trevor Noah. Yeah, and now Trevor Noah has changed the game. He was the, the whole first. thing was a pioneer mm-hmm. in giving people an easier way to digest the news because that whole thing you were talking about. Hey, let's talk to the experts, and it just gets so mumbled up in either political or economic jargon. That no one knows what they're talking about. But when you can say, yeah, and that's what made him look like Rosie O'Donnell. Like, <laughs> I don't know. The names you're pulling out. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I, I'm just phrasing that pops in my head. Um, it just makes it easier to digest. And so you pay attention more. They still don't cover the whole story because they still need time for all those jokes. Mm-hmm. But... I think they cover it well enough and then still give that bit of uh, punchlines. Mm-hmm. But don't get it twisted. They're still being paid by someone. Yeah. Dad's in control of something else. That yeah. sells something else. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And I think the way we can get around that is if you acknowledge that. And not a lot of them do that, though. The comedy ends up being catered again so even there it happens it ends up being catered to people who like comedy this way and like john stewart he he made it clear why he um, made his show that way because when he got the daily show 9 11 happened mm-hmm. and he felt very passionate about uh first responders and ever since then that was his like mission and everyone knew that and so his criticism on all that how everything unfolded was based all his jokes and all of that stuff was very clear um but shows like uh, oliver john oliver they acknowledge the exaggerate they exaggerate a problem or i don't know if that's the right word but and then they give an exaggerated solution but then they then give the punchline of how we're involved with the way things are that yeah way. they include us in the yes joke. and like we're all responsible for it so like things might be like this but things are like that because we take part you know it's both ways and so when you do that and it's comedy then it's it's more informational rather than like we're just digging into one side a lot mm. you know and yeah because I, I mean do you watch any night shows no no i watch john oliver I yeah. like him. Yeah. How is it? He's good. I like him. He's actually helped out a lot. Cause like coal, he went in on the coal mining industry, tobacco, and uh, the evangelists. And he did different segments on those. And there was enough people that watched them. Be like, yeah, that shouldn't happen anymore. And they made change. Like people started to like. Oh, good. Because he brought attention to it. Yes. Oh, I was going to tell you this one thing. You, have you noticed that? There isn't a lot of conservative comics news because you can't make that funny, man. (laughs) You can make fun of liberals and they can make fun of themselves, but you cannot find a conservative comedy show, late night comedy show that makes fun of like how their perspective of of the world. 
That's so true. I've never right. thought about that. Isn't that crazy? They're all sort of, I don't know, they lean more towards a, their audience being liberal and that. That's the one thing I will say. Like, liberals can, uh, I don't know. Can't not make fun of themselves? Yeah, not all of them. But I think they're more likely to, they're be, more likely to make fun of themselves. To catch the contradictions. I, the conservatives, there isn't nobody. I try to think of one and I couldn't think of anybody. They're all maybe YouTube, but because hmm. I was thinking about Crowder. He's mm. sort of a comedian, but he's not really a comedian. He gets too mad. I'm like, relax, chill. <laughs> they he get brought, mad. He I think this that... on your, yeah, he brought this on himself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's some times where I watch it and I'm like, you, know? you brought it on yourself. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. It's like you say you're not mad, but. The way you're saying it? Did you ever watch The Boys? No, but it's on my list to watch. Oh, man, it would have been so good for you to watch now. Yeah. Only because how they give news and how news is swayed. Because sometimes um, if there's a big enough traction, the the public, right? The mm-hmm. news made that public, yeah. right? But then the public can swing back. Yes. Right. You know, yeah, and, yeah. and they kind of have to do what the public wants them to do. Yeah. You know, my friend, uh, he got mad at a, at Fox for not being as conservative because they're known to be a conservative news station. And he's like, I know me and a lot of people are pretty angry about yeah, Fox not I've being as conservative. Yeah. And I'm like, they're just reporting the news yeah. as is. They're trying to get some, uh, some integrity back. Because without integrity, there is no confidence. Yeah. And without confidence, they don't have anything. Yeah. They need the public's yeah. confidence. Mm-hmm. You know? And they're like, he's like, no, but it's, you know, they're supposed to be on our side. I was like, there shouldn't be really a side when telling the news. Mm-hmm. And it just wasn't clicking. He's like, no, they need to deliver the news. Yeah. Like what me and the people want. want. Yeah. And I'm like, that doesn't make it yeah. like the right news then. Yeah. Well, part of that, I think people and uh, those networks need to be okay with... Pissing their audience yeah, off? Yeah, criticism of your own gr- oh. demographic or groups, you know? And people Agreed. are sensitive. People are sensitive. It's like, Tell it's not them. a personal attack, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like, we're just giving you the news so you can deal with it what you want. But how it affects Yeah, I'm us, not telling you that <laughs> yeah. you... Uh, You're the responsible. You drove this right. bus off the cliff, okay? I'm- yeah, and it's like, you. we had to be okay with the criticism of that. You know, and people aren't. And people are very hot-headed. And I can, yeah, so they made their own, right? They made their own station. There's this new conservative... Uh, news thing developing have you heard of it no i don't know the name of it but there's like because of that incident i've heard that now they're uh creating their own and that's a problem too though because mm-hmm. i mean that goes into fake news oh my you know? gosh yeah because now you're just delivering news just to deliver it in this way yeah with these ideals in mind yeah instead of delivering just good Reporting. Journalism. 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 Yeah, just good journalism yeah. with faithful sources instead of being like, this is my opinion and that's what's the news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's what fake news becomes. Yes. It just becomes, I said it and this is what I think is happening. Yeah. You know, and I have enough backing with people. Yeah. You know, yeah, I believe them. 
they said it so uh, yeah. so convincingly, mm-hmm. you know. Or they're not being restricted by, you know, shareholders yeah, or exactly. ads. Like, yeah. I, they're telling me what like the what? truth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's they, the truth. They have, right they have no they have no checks and balances. Yeah, <laughs> just unfiltered. Yeah, it's like you're right. You know, you're right about. <laughs> but they just things. started yesterday <laughs> in their room. You know, I was like, whoa. <laughs> but that ties into new media. The media now is. I don't know if you've noticed the trend, but like news reporting on the news. Mm-hmm. So like people talking about a news story. I guess we're kind of doing that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but again, we're not a news. This story. is new. This is new <laughs> media. This is observation. <laughs> observation. But, but you know, media. like I watched. Like there's a lot of a lot of rant videos become like big, and then they ride on that 15 minutes of fame and become a, a YouTube channel, or they run for office. Like there's a the lady that the salon owner of that op- wanted her business to open during COVID. She got that track all that traction. You remember mm-hmm. that one? Yeah. Um, she's now running for uh, mayor or something or something local. Look at salon up. lady. I forgot where she's. We'll from. have to yeah. But anyways, wherever she's from, she's running for something, and off of that platform, <laughs> and I'm just like, what? Like, I'm gonna make a change. What's gonna be your change? The salon, salon industry. Stay open. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm no, like... no hair on fringe. <laughs> Tell them about the New York guy with the rent is too damn high. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the rent is too damn high party. <laughs> that was the name of his party. So there's, you know, the tea party, the yeah, Democratic the party, party, the Green Party. Then there's... The rent is too damn high, party. Yeah, and it's this, it's this black guy that looks like uh, a mix of Uncle Ruckus and the Colonel from KFC. Mix those two yes. together. Yes. That's what he looks like in real life. And he ran against Cuomo at the time. Yes. Yeah, he ran against Cuomo and a madam. <laughs> Yes, the video you sh- the video yeah. you showed us, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> it was a real race. Look it up. Just look up the Renaissance Too Damn High Party. That is the platform that he ran on, and you know what? It's something everyone can get behind. I think it was. In, I could. As in New York, mm-hmm. right? The Renaissance Too Damn High. It is. It's like you have, and he had great <laughs> points. He's like, hey, if we drop the rent. Everyone can survive. <laughs> Everyone can feed their kids. Yes, they could. People can't eat. People can't work three jobs to just pay for their apartment. Like, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. They, they do, and it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, it may not solve all the problems, but it will bring less stress to, the, to yeah. people so they can solve them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? exactly. And that's a big it's a one. That's right a waste. Direction. Yeah. So, yeah. But he ran on just that, and I... I'm didn't sad win, that he didn't. Yeah, I'm <laughs> sad that he didn't get the as <laughs> the further. Support. I didn't. Yeah. yeah, I wanted more support for him because at least once Cuomo got it, he could be like, people really liked this message. Yeah, and it was just about the rent is too damn high. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So talk about so, what? Oh no, no, go ahead. I think we we're talking about new media. Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. Ah. I was gonna say, can you explain new media? Everything that isn't old media it's not newspaper it's not tv 
everyone being able to be their own news station. It's it's Twitter, it's Facebook. Twi- Twitter, Facebook. It's all the subgenres. What is it? Instagram, Snapchat, Instagram, Snapchat. YouTube. All those TikTok. little apps. TikTok. You can get news from TikTok, which yes. is crazy. It's weird. It's weird to, to get your... Is, is it that no one has time? Or is it that the attention span of everyone is just lessened because we keep getting news in bits? Like, hey, deliver the news as fast as you can in these little bits. And the people will watch span. it. Yeah. Is it the attention span? I think? think so, yes. So I you, mean, yeah, because like um, the dystopian future, like in Wally, mm-hmm. people get lazy and, you know, it, the attention span goes real short. Do you think Wally is a realistic view of the future? <laughs> I mean, like in a way. Literal, no, not literal in that everyone's just kind of floating around. <laughs> but I think how much power we give up, which another podcast we'll talk about technology but i think the giving up of certain that's what's interesting yeah of power and it's interesting because i think you know people want transparency but i think people censor themselves without realizing Mm -hmm. it you Mm -hmm. know because of that because they can go to certain you know new media that you know wants to get it raw they're just yeah you know Mm -hmm. tell me exactly you know and leads into fake news a lot of that fake news comes from new media a little bit like the the amount of memes i see where people get news from their memes (laughs) are you kidding me (laughs) i just gotta that's so funny that you say that vaxxers anti-vaxxers or just or just headlines headlines oh yeah i read that there's a little you it's know. like did you read it no or but i just saw i knew it <laughs> i got the gist of what the I, whole a, thing was. I have a friend who's like hey i saw a headline that smoking marijuana cures uh covid or, or yeah he's like he's all this whole thing or just like the headline and uh-huh. he goes i didn't read the article i didn't scroll down i didn't click on it and do anything i just saw the title and i was like i gotta keep smoking because <laughs> this is it this is what's gonna hold it back best believe i'm telling my parents <laughs> i read this headline <laughs> and it said that i can do this because it's gonna save my life who's it from i don't know does it, just it matter on there. yeah it doesn't <laughs> Does it even matter anymore? At this point, there's five that said the same headline. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So let me ask you a question. When you search something mm-hmm. or when you find, you know, headline that you're like, what? Mm-hmm. Okay, let me look into it. Do you look at other sources as well? I that do. have that same story? Yes. That they're like, oh my God, they said it. They said it too. They said it. Mm-hmm. I do, but this is what I do. I do that whenever I want to see the perspective of news. But what's interesting is I don't really do that often. What I get is, you know, what are people talking about? And then I I go into how things work. So like vaccines, this whole COVID thing. I think everyone's talking about there's these industries that have these vaccines ready and all the news things that you hear about are whether people are taking them or not going to take them, how long it's going to get uh, distributed, who's going to get it, all those news. What I want to know is how they made that vaccine. And so I look at, you know, the, the research of, you know, vaccine, uh, development and stuff like that. So I look at how 
how the, that industry works and then how our vaccines made. And then that's kind of how I dictate my, my responsibility to or opinion or opinion about talking about it. Because when I look at articles um, and then compare them to other ones, I'm looking at how it's delivered and not really what's content is being uh, put in those articles. Like I get that's again, that's my starting point. But what I end up doing is I end up like looking up or reading something about the topic on how it works. What do you do? I usually go down a rabbit hole and then it turns into porn. And, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think that happens um, to all of us. <laughs> I don't know. I, I look at it and I'm like, I don't know if I believe it. If it's something that's just so that I've, that I've just been seeing a lot and then I'm like, oh, this is the accumulation of all the things I've seen yeah. and they're just breaking it down. I'll look it up somewhere else too. Right. But if it's, uh, if it's something I don't believe, I look up multiple sources. Mm. You know? Of course, first is Google. Just Google it yes. to see how many sources I get. You know? Then go to a different search engine. Okay? Same thing. Mm-hmm. You know? And then if I get those sources, and then I look it up, and then I'm like, okay, they're saying the same thing. Yeah, mm. that's true. That's why whenever you want people to talk about a certain topic... You end up talking about how people feel about the topic. You don't really end up talking about it. Okay. Yeah, because it doesn't matter. So what, that's why it to... doesn't matter what the facts are. It mm-hmm. matter how it makes them feel. Yeah, <laughs> which I hate. I know. Um, that's why I like talking to like you or people who are who want to talk like dig deep mm-hmm. into things like that because normally it's just I <laughs> I just I, listen I to people I talk. I think I like about. that. Yeah. <laughs> you think what? I feel like I do. <laughs> For real though. Um so there was also a movie that I saw and uh, well before it was a movie it was a book. So it's mm-hmm. Fahrenheit 451 and it sort of talks about kind of the, where we are now. People end up having their own bubble and they care, cater to those people only. My mom said this to me but I'm sure it's from somewhere else. You believe half of what you see and none of what you hear. I remember you saying that before. Yeah. My mom always said that to me, so then I just, you know, it just sticks. I heard from so-and-so, so you didn't even, you heard, but you didn't mm, talk to them. You yeah. Didn't check, you didn't check their credibility, you didn't check their sources, you, yeah. so you don't really know yeah. at all. You didn't yeah. see it. They're just telling you off the third point. One side them. story. You know, exactly. So... It's I, like I was saying before. It's like it's a it's a responsibility to ourselves and to everyone else down the line to be like, That's no, cool. this is the way we're gonna take it. If I want to listen to them, I have to I have to fact check them. Yeah, I think what you said. You have a responsibility for yourself. I think that's a really good key point of that because putting the work on the people who are giving you the news there's a responsibility you can't just say that they have the responsibility to give you the news how, how you want it you have to take that responsibility for yourself but that can also lead into it going in a way where um people have their own personal agendas and they're not going to want to look at other things but that's not a responsibility yourself right that's that's a very uh i guess emotional responsibility because yeah. you're catering to what you want to feel when you hear yes it, you know? yes it's all emotional yeah. but yeah. you said like it a personal response a true resp- personal responsibility is what you said where you go and do the work sound bites don't of do course. the work for you i don't even have to listen to five minutes 
awesome. I'm going to listen to 20 seconds and I got the news. I'm yeah. done. Yeah. No. Watch and scroll. Watch yeah, and yeah, scroll. Yeah, why? <laughs> watch and scroll. Watch and yeah. Scroll. But if we decide as a people, right, as a majority, hey, no, this is the kind of news I want to listen to. This is what I want to do. You know, yeah. then the news will slowly change yeah. into that. Right. Like in it, Fahrenheit 451. Yes, it takes. They fought back. Exactly. Yeah. The boom. <laughs> yeah, and 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 acknowledging how that, how you can contribute, for the betterment of, of humanity as a whole. Because you can think about how it like yourself, like everything you said. But then you have to add the element of like, but I live in a world with other people, and I need. To, it has to also sort of have some. Positive and forward effect instead of repressive effect. Or I see, I see know. what you're saying. Because uh, like, sure. then you get stuck again in, in a bubble. So then you might only have yeah. Because you're like, oh no, only I think like me. Yeah, yeah. 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 Then no, it's like you're, you're right. not special. Yeah, you are special, but you're not. You don't live in that world. You also live with other people's perspectives on things. Yeah. And and how can you, you know, That's, meet someone in the that middle? is all about communication yeah and education that's why education is important it is it is people uh i think everyone can see the value in quality education yes you know knowledge but but once education like you said everything becomes a business right (laughs) right and so as education becomes a, a lucrative business you know you have to pay the teachers you have to pay the schools you have to pay for all these things Mm -hmm. How can we pump money through this? Yeah. Because you know? yeah, everything starts off with, like, I guess, a hopefully stop. a good in- intention yeah, and yeah, like yeah. passion and like, I love this for what it is. And, and w- you get to a point where there is, there is that balance of being able to, to do both or yeah, still deliver what you want and remember why you started. But then also, how can we get more people to understand things like this? Oh man, it's an art. (laughs) Yeah, because there are some companies that can do that. So if you're out there listening to this podcast, yes, education, just speaking about news in general, Mm -hmm. I don't care if you agree or don't agree with some of the movements that are going on now, Mm -hmm. but for me, I think that all of them have some beneficial aspects to them Mm -hmm. because it's people fighting back. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And and you know, voicing their opinion and being like, we're not a we're not just a minority or we're just not just this small group. Like we're people, yes. we speak for thousands, you know? Yeah. That's what I always try to like, uh, talk about with black lives matter mm-hmm. that it had such a ripple effect across the world. Like it did. everyone it came did. out for the I things that they've it. noticed in their, in their country, in their communities. Ah, yeah. And that's the cool thing about it. And people get on it on like, no, all lives matter, but that's not the point. It's, that, <laughs> so, that, it's always the whole that that whole conversation always I just know, gets me. That's not what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. okay? Like we can talk about you later, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that everyone around the world came out and like in support of that idea and what the, how that looked like where they live was pretty was crazy cool. Oh yeah, you no, know? I uh, that's what it's. I felt really like uh, I felt really moved, yeah, by that movement, especially in the beginning, because it's mm-hmm. because once it started reaching like across the world, you could just be like, "Wow, I didn't understand the magnitude 
of this movement. Yeah. Like we just it's like a boiling point, and then all of a sudden, yes, yes. And it, it I mean, it was a, it was a big movement on its own. Mm-hmm. Um, it was an unfortunate thing that happened too. Yeah, Ugh. yeah. Uh, it's unfortunate how it all, yeah, unraveled. But it gave birth to something that's still continuing to grow. Yeah, you know. Exactly. Um, but the way the news covers it, yeah, it's different. Is, it's so different from so many sides, yeah, and yeah, yeah. and you could take uh, little subgroups of Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. group mm-hmm. and just they dissect it, and just like what we said in the last podcast, yeah. what did, oh, I forgot what you said, and it was good. It was like uh, when they take that small group and they make it the mi- ma- majority, oh, yeah. and so that's I mean that's what they kind of do here, but that's weird how the news like I'm trying to think. What does the news, different news channels have to gain or lose from supporting or denouncing what? this Black Lives Matter or, or whatever uh, group that's mm-hmm. uh, trying to get traction right now? You know? Viewership. Like, yeah. What is it that? I is it viewership? So, yeah. Is it just like, hey, mm-hmm. our viewers love this. Let's show more of that. You know? Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. I or, think so. Yeah. I think it's viewership. And how many eyes tune in at six of six o'clock, ten o'clock? It's why you're gonna stay on. Mm-hmm. Why you still have a job? Like so, you have to one be really good at your job, journalism, and then two, be have the charisma to make people come in to see you, and not uh, Rachel Maddow or Hannity Report or all those people, right? Mm-hmm. So you then become a personality. You have to have a personality. Oh. And then that's how you stay. I hate those personality group uh, the, news stations. They they just seem so I do fake. Too. I hate they, it. It's because there's one thing of being an anchor, and then there's another thing of being like this this news group. Like we're giving you the news every day at this time. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> and it's it just seems so uh, played out. It seems uh, everyone knows their line before they even say it. Of course, it's rehearsed and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure not every single word is rehearsed. Yeah. But they always sound like it. Yeah. Yeah. So you can't be that just. And I think that's what falls into like those YouTube stars that look relaxed. And I was like, they're just like me and you. Yeah, yeah. You know? So I look at it and I'm, I feel more comfortable in someone speaking to me in like a t-shirt and jeans and just communicating <laughs> with me effectively. Yeah, yeah. You know? And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. But anyway, so yeah, so this was good. This was a good undefined on what really is news and what's not news. Um, but the the one thing I will say about you know how news works, again I'm not in that industry, but it's hard, and I don't think people realize the hoops you have to jump through to get something out there. There's a lot of work, and there is good journalists out there yeah. that are trying to get <laughs> that information out, and you just have to look for them. And once you find one, I think stick with them, and then find another one too. Yeah, if you're I mean, interested in a story. But uh, but like if you if you find if a finds, journalism who journalist who is very good at if you find confidence in them yeah yeah sure okay. you know that's that's a starting point yeah 
they're not like the only person again like i'm saying they're not the only person i try to just keep up with i try to see other ones too but i like how they deliver this type of news so i go to them and i like have a starting point with those mm. you know and uh because you should support them you should support people who are trying that's their living right you know and 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 so if, if you take it upon yourself you still you're not doing the full work right and those people are um but any thoughts for you look for different uh different news medias that you haven't looked up yet but no i think uh think this is great i think uh people get the the gist i hope they hope they learn a little bit (laughs) the social context of the news reach out to isaac comments Uh, yes what's your what's your thing oh yeah you can go to the kilos project now i can say that Anyways, I do have an Instagram, and that's kind of where I filter everything. That's where I try to promote all the stuff, oh. like the podcast and stuff like that. What's your Instagram? Follow at the Kilos Project. Um, and then let's do something fun on this exit. Let's try to channel our inner uh, news anchors. You want to do that? Mm-hmm. So, okay. You've been listening to Undefined. And I'm Isaac Villafana. This is Javier Bacala. And good night. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Oh, wait. I forgot. We have to do it again. But this time at the end, you have to say. Try to say something. Yes. (laughs) Again? Okay. This has been News Undefined. I'm Isaac. And I'm Javier. Have a good night. (laughs) (laughs) This always happens. It's always happens. I'm waiting for the day for you get to it right. get it right. I think that's gonna be a thing. Every episode. Yeah, yeah, okay. Now, right? okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh man. All right. You've been listening to News Undefined. I'm Isaac. I'm Javier. Have a good night. Drive safe. Live dangerously. Nice. <laughs>